Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome in to Nick'sMail.Bag, presented by The Strickland, and by all of you who support us on Patreon, and nobody else at this particular moment. <laughs> Normally it would be something else, but nobody else at this particular moment is supporting the podcast. Um, I am Alex Wolf. I am editor-in-chief of this little site, The Strickland, uh, and also co-host of the Locked on Nick's podcast, and I'm joined... By only one person in our debut on video today. Apparently, Matt was a little too shy. Yeah, sad. And or apparently is actually doing something else. I don't know if I believe him. But I don't yeah, I don't either. But I am joined by my good buddy, Wackery Delizio. What's up, Zach? How you doing? Alex, I'm doing great. I got a new cat. He's chilling next to me. He really likes what? to talk. So I apologize if he uh, starts chiming in. Wait, I didn't know you had a new cat. Yeah, yeah, I got a second cat because my oh. my my first guy was a little lonely, and I felt really really bad about it. So, Aww. Uh, I got a new cat. He's very sweet, and at some point, I guarantee you, he will jump in front of this camera. So that's amazing. Yeah, so now cats definitely do get lonely because, like, my wife and I went from two cats to one cat last year because one cat we had to have put down, and then our other cat was like so sad. All the yeah, time, no. not having a buddy, and we were like, oh. we got like two months in, and we were like, we have to get another cat. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. he's it's so miserable, right? Like you could tell. Yeah, and now he's super happy. Now they yeah. they love each other, so I'm sure your kitties are gonna be happy too. Exactly. Anyway, real quick, let me give the the Patreon pitch, and then we'll get into uh, get into all these wonderful questions, including some stupid crap from Matt to open us up. Um, so if you if you haven't already. Be sure to check out the Strickland Patreon. Uh, you can check it out at patreon.com slash the Strickland or uh, just go to the strict.land, click the Patreon option, and it'll take you there. Uh, but if you're not already, you could subscribe. Uh, $6 a month gets you into the Strickland Discord, which is like the best place to talk hoops on the planet, especially now that Twitter like barely works anymore. Um, you know, 
stick it to Elon, support the Strickland. <laughs> Why spend eight dollars on blue when you could spend six dollars on Strickland Discord? Uh, is what I always say. But then you also get access to the Friday pod Strickland in full and to the every other week Nick's mail.bag in full, which is with Drew Steele and usually Dallas Amico. And then for $9 a month, you can get exclusive written works from Matthew Miranda and other writers from the site, as well as uh, the Stricken Roll podcast with Schwinnie Poo. And then there's other tiers beyond that that gets you discounts on merch, which is pretty cool. If you want to do that, we just have some new, new merch that just dropped. So you can get some Quicklin merch at a discount. Spend like a zillion dollars on it, but save like, I forget how much it is you save with like the $15 membership. I think it's 5% off, 10% off. So save yourself a little money on some cool new Strickland merch, all that good stuff. So also check out Strickland merch. Go to uh, big uh, the Strickland.BigCartel.com if you want to get some Strickland merch. Yeah, I, that, I'm excited for that Quickland shirt. I it's coming. Yours was shipped. One. Yours was yeah. shipped. Woo. I saw it today. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> we're going to all be wearing them soon. Uh, yep. I might have a sample of another Quicklin product coming in as well that I had to see in person before I could green light it for the site too. So we'll see how that goes. Anyway, so yeah, uh, everything is right on the strict.land as well if you haven't checked that out. So, all right, let's get into our mailbag questions. We have some good ones today, but of course we have to start with some BS. Uh, this first one comes to us from whatever the heck this is, Warm Perm. I don't know who the hell this guy in our Discord is. Warm. That seems warm. uncomfortable. Wampirm, Wampair, whatever. Also known as Matt Weiss, our usual co-host, who hates being called that, but he can't say shit. He's not here. So uh, Matt wants to know, how jealous are you that I'm going to be at a bachelor party instead of recording a podcast with you losers? Zach, are you feeling the jealousy right now? Um, No, I'm greatly enjoying uh, being here with my main man, Alex, focused, Quick, we're moving quickly for qu- quickly. Uh, we're, we're keeping it moving. We got a great show ahead of us, and you know what? We don't miss Matt. We miss Matt a little bit, but but not as much as he's implying. And also, he's never going to listen to this anyway, so it's completely fine. Yeah, we don't miss him at all. And yeah. I, I was like, I forget where he said he was going, like the Outer Banks or something. I don't whatever. know where that is. North Carolina. I love how people say things like that. Like everyone's supposed to know where, like Outer Banks. That could be anywhere in the country. I think it's one of the Carolinas. I could be wrong, but I was like, dude, I don't care. I'm going to, uh, I'm going to Austin next week for a friend's bachelor party, and I'm gonna get to have Franklin's barbecue for the first time. So, Matt can suck it. Austin, fantastic. I've never been. Austin is cool. I went last year because my friend moved down there. So like he needed a moving buddy. So because he had to drive down there. Oh and God. so I drove down with him and like spent a couple of days down there. It's a very cool city. I very wow. much like it. Did you need beer for that or? Uh, yeah, I, I got some beer. Yeah. He also <laughs> paid for like all the food and like everything the whole time. Because I was like. Yeah, he's hooking it up. All right. That's a good friend right there. No, it was good. He, he, he hooked me up for helping him move. You know, it was that was like the most he's ever asked me help him move the 24 hour drive and all that good stuff. But oh my yeah, God. We made it worth it. Jesus Christ. We stopped in Nashville on the way. I didn't love Nashville. Not my favorite city in the world. But it's for uh, bachelorette parties. And that's yeah. it. Yeah. There's like bachelorette and bachelor parties there. And like, right. that's it. And that's lots it. of uh, lots of racists. Um, <laughs> um, fun combination. That's quite a quite a combination. Yeah, you go you go into bars there sometimes, and sometimes they're owned by Kid Rock, and you didn't realize it until you get in there. Really? And then oh, sometimes the van starts a "Let's Go Brandon" chant, and then you you already have a drink in your hand that your friend bought for you, and you want to like punch everybody in the room. May or may not have happened to me, but 
Yeah, not the best. Thing. Wow, I guess yeah. it affected you deeply. It did. <laughs> I was like, bro, the second that they started a Let's Go Brandon chant, I literally turned to my friend. I was like, we got to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> like, I'm not sticking around for this. Um, anyway, all right, next question uh, comes from Jax365 and wants to know, is Marty a loser for going to a bachelor party over recording the podcast with his two wonderful co-hosts? That's a simple answer. That's a yes, right? Yeah. I mean, Jax, we know Jax is the man. So this this really just makes a lot of sense. We don't have the answers. He's Jax, Jax is coming to bat for us. Jax has given yep. us an opportunity to shit on Matt, which opportunity taken. <laughs> Suck it, Matt. All right. Uh, but Jax has a different question, which is this one should be this. This will be more than a one word answer. Zach, if you could take over Adam Silver's body and hand out the Dallas Mavericks' punishment for the worst tanking in history, what would the penalty be? I mean, I mean, obviously, the incredibly biased and impossibly unrealistic answer is that the pick becomes immediately unprotected. Yep. Because Adam Silver is a dictator and uh, has the power to do this, I assume, uh, at least in this scenario. And then, of course rigs the lottery so that the Knicks get Wembamyama and the Mavs get to fuck themselves. <laughs> can you imagine? Can you imagine <laughs> I, if that I actually can. I was, see the beauty of it is I, I really can put my mind in that place even though it will never happen. And it feels really good. Yeah. Yeah that was that was my answer as well. Honestly you, we were a hundred percent we didn't talk about this ahead of time but that's a hundred percent my yeah. my answer as well. Remove the pick protections. That's the best way to be like, you guys are dirty tanking cheaters Yeah. Um, that we're trying to circumvent an arrangement that you made with another team. Right. And then... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then... The Mavericks organization. Direct quote. <laughs> direct quote. <laughs> we don't want to give up our pick. <laughs> oh, our team stinks and our generational superstars going to leave us. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the, the only other option is that you do like what they did with um <laughs> with um Sterling with the Clippers and just like forcibly take control of the team and then <laughs> trade Luca to the Knicks. That's yeah, well, of course. That could work it's as well. Company either way, by the yeah. way. I'm just saying it's yeah. it's inevitable at this point. That Luca's coming to the Knicks. Yeah, I could definitely see it. it unfortunately, it's probably gonna take a couple more years, but the yep. second that he's like, I want to trade, I bet you it's to the Knicks. That's Bro, that picture is real, right? Of him in the mellow jersey. That's like a real thing, right? Yeah, him in the mellow Come jersey. On, his boy is already here. Yeah, I think what that mellow doing? jersey that that child Luca was wearing is the same size as your mellow. Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. When, when we started, I was like, "Ooh, he's gonna tie this in with my mellow jersey." <laughs> Beautifully done. For anyone that is not in the know, I know we've definitely told this story before, but one time. Uh, me and and Matt and Zach went to a Mets game together, and it was it also coincidentally was on the the night of the um the 2019 free agency with KD and everything, and so we just kind of like went there and like commiserated once uh once the shit hit the fan. But Zach was wearing Zach was like, oh, I should wear something Knicks. Pulled out like the only Knicks thing in his closet, which was a mellow jersey that had clearly shrunk about two sizes. <laughs> And I had also grown several times. Yeah. It was not a good combination, and I did not notice until like really the pictures because yeah. I don't use mirrors. You were not the you were not the lies svelte man that you are today. <laughs> you were a different size. Exactly. Yeah, it was a different size. <laughs> but it's so, immortalized in a picture somewhere on my heart. It is. 
yeah i have it i have it on my phone somewhere like way back in the archives so and maybe i'll bring it out sometime yeah. um all right uh next question comes to us from sean strickland in the discord what's your rational fear and what's your unbridled optimistic take for the knicks Cavs playoff series zach uh first i think irrational fear should go first what's your irrational fear Honestly, uh, oh, okay. So the irrational fear isn't so much related to that series. I don't think there's, I really, I, I mean, I guess they, there's a chance they could get swept. I really don't think that's, I think these are two very evenly matched teams on aggregate, and the series is going to play out like that. And if they lose, like, it's really not the end of the world. Um, but my, I mean, this isn't even really irrational, but uh, the fear is that Randall comes back and is not healthy and starts to revert to, uh, bad Julius Randle, Bullius, and starts, um, you know, doing all those things. And because it's a cascading thing with him, right? Like, it, it starts off, he's missing a couple shots, and he starts getting dejected, and his body language sucks, and he starts trying on defense, and starts making dumb passes and forcing things, and all of a sudden, everything implodes. Um, and I would really just hate to watch that. What do you think? Yeah, I could see that. I mean, I definitely – I don't want to see him back not 100% or at least not, like, 90%. You know what I mean? Like, maybe it's like, oh, he can't quite explode quite as well as he wants off that, that you know, ankle. But at least, mm -hmm. like, he could still go out there and shoot. And, like, maybe they spell him a little more with Obi Toppin if he's, like, 90%, you know, just to give him a little more rest, which fat chance because Tibbs were talking about. But – yeah, if, if he goes out there and, like, royally shits the bed again, like he did against the Hawks two years ago, that would be pretty bad. Like, if he goes out there and just looks panicked again, then it's like, unfortunately, yeah. now this is sort of a trend. Like, yeah. two playoffs he's made, two playoffs he's completely imploded, even though he has way more help this time around. Because uh, he'll have Brunson and, you know, a couple years older Emmanuel Quickly, a couple years older Obi Toppin backing him up, a couple years older Mitchell Robinson. Like... Life is a lot easier as Julius Randle now. Like he's not he's he can't be game planned for the same way that he was against the Hawks. And like if he starts reverting to those same tendencies, again, that would be pretty bad. Um I don't know. I think my irrational fear is more just like something catastrophic happens to one of the oh, players. Don't like say it. don't fucking say it. That's what I'm saying. Like that's don't my irrational. It. Don't say it. <laughs> it's irrational, but like, you know, it'd be like if like if I won't even say a don't name. Say it. Like, don't fucking say it. I know what you're thinking. Don't say it. If a player would like tear their Achilles or something. Yeah. You know what I yeah, because mean? then it's next year too. But there's yeah. always a risk of that. Like, like that's that I always mean, no, exists, but that is always the irrational fear of sports yeah. to me. Otherwise, like, I feel pretty comfortable. Like, there's not too much I'm worried about. And I, yeah. I'm i not too worried about Julius. Like, I think he'll come back and he'll want redemption, but I don't think he'll overcompensate yeah. for that redemption. So I'm hoping not. I'm hoping that's the case. Maybe I'm being too yeah, optimistic. It, he doesn't need to be that guy for them to win this series. Yeah, exactly. Like, he doesn't need to be, like, Mr. Offense, you know, yeah. like. Yeah. He can he could be supplementary in this series, quite frankly. Like, if as long as like Brunson, Brunson is going to have the ideal matchup, right? Like, he's going to have either Mitchell or Garland on him, and he can cook both those guys. The ought to start at least. That's true. Maybe he gets a Coro, but I don't remember if they started that way in the yeah. other games, but they definitely put him on Brunson at points, and he actually looked pretty good to me. 
Yeah. Um, as far as like, I mean, no one can really stop Brunson necessarily, mm-hmm. but did a reasonable job. Yeah, but I think Brunson will have the better matchup, like than Randall with like Mobley on him, for example. Well, I also think Brunson in general is like much more unstoppable. I mean, this is how the mm-hmm. perimeter players go, right? Like it's always mm-hmm. the perimeter versus big debate. The perimeter players, you can't really it's so much harder to stop them from getting the ball and getting them getting what they want. They just have more space and stuff like that. Although I would argue that Julius is more of a perimeter player than like a big. If we're looking at how, uh, I mean, relative to other fours and uh, well, other bigs, yes, but relative to Brunson, yeah, I definitely mean, not relative to Brunson. Not like but... pick and rolls, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, but Randall plays more like a wing. Like he's gonna yeah. he's gonna initiate some stuff on the perimeter and stuff like that, um, and and could create for himself like in right. spades. So and can yeah, yeah and can push through Mobley too. That's gonna be yeah. interesting. I, the physicality. I don't think he dicked Mobley around in one of those matchups, didn't mm-hmm. he? If I remember this correctly. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's really going to need to like exploit his explosiveness against yeah. Mobley. I feel like, like he's going to need to just show like, no, Mobley is too slow footed to keep up with me. And that's going to be that. Um, but then of course if he gets by, then he's got to get, he's going to be up against Jared Allen as well. And like, he's got to be yeah. smart about those, those. That's drives right. If you're drawing help like that, you're in a good spot. Yeah. Too. Cause then you'll have Mitch in the dunker spot, presumably. Yeah. yeah. Then it gets so. complicated. Force them into rotation. They're in trouble. Yeah. Um, well, what's your okay? So this this flips it around. What's your unbridled optimistic take for the series? Uh, oh, unbridled. I even yeah. unbridled. I'm not gonna go so far. As to I don't know it. if I ever have unbridled. Optimistic. Yeah, exactly. I was like, wait, what does that even? What does that mean in the context of the New York Knicks? Um, I mean, that means yeah. I mean, it would just mean like being overwhelmingly confident in something with the yeah. Knicks, which I, th- I feel like we're all programmed to never be. <laughs> no, I'm not over. Uh, no, uh, I would say probably Knicks and five would be my, my cocky take. Uh, if they take game one, I think that would be big. I mean, the Cavs look, the Cavs are also like a young team. Donovan Mitchell is a stud. That's why I can never say there will be a sweep, even in this like unbridled optimistic stance. Right? Like there's just no way he's going to go ape shit in at least one game. Fine, but Garland never been in the playoffs, right? Uh, Allen has with the Nets. Am I remembering correctly? Maybe. But yeah, I think Allen was on that team with D'Angelo Russell. That right. I, I mean, that it barely counts, but it's something. Yeah. It's something. Yeah. But the two two of their main guys are young players, and there's a reason these teams want to get to the play. Like we always joke about it, like. Oh, get to the playoffs, just get some experience. But that's like a real thing. The, the playoff atmosphere is completely different. It's refereed completely different. Mm-hmm. It's a completely different game in a lot of ways. So um, I, I think if you can start to snowball it, it could spiral out of control for them. And I think that's really the the most optimistic take. And you end up in five. Yeah. I think my most optimistic take is that they make Donovan Mitchell look like he did last year. Um, Meaning like which Brunson is, cooking the shit out of him. Yeah, and him <laughs> just looking like absolute dog shit. Like, I mean, he was so bad. I Bro, that up already his... happened. You can't get more optimistic than that. <laughs> it already happened. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but I mean, the Come Knicks on, doing Alex. that. The Knicks doing that to him two years in a row. Like he he has not ever had two postseasons that bad in a row. Um, typically, he's he's kind of like on again, off again. Um, so doing that and then, yeah, like I would say probably winning in five as well. Like Cavs are definitely going to, there's no way a sweep would happen. Right. Unless like the Knicks just go supernova. In which case, then I would start being like, damn, maybe the Knicks are way better than we thought. Like bring on the Celtic. Well, no, we played the Bucks, right? 
Fuck. Bring on the Bucks and then bring on whoever the hell wins that because that's ECF bound, baby. If they sweep this first uh, round series, well, the Bucks are the Bucks would smack us down. I, I mean, the Cavs are legitimately like like they're the number one defense and like the number eight offense in the NBA. Yeah, like, I know, but the but the Bucks are like like the Warriors were, you know, like they kind of fuck around, like they're not healthy. Yeah. They just, and when they come together, they're a monster. I would much rather play the Celtics. Oh, definitely, it's not an option. Yeah, I definitely. I mean, the Bucks were the best team in the NBA this year. Like, Bro, you if, it, if it was, if you took the Cavs in five, and then you had the Celtics, those little, they're they're so they are so tight butthole. They're just begging <laughs> to fall apart. They are begging yeah. to fall apart. Oh, yeah. If only, yeah. if yeah. only, we'll just have to see him in the ECF. You know, that's it. If the yes. uh, if our <laughs> we'll most optimistic takes, yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I think my most optimistic is they they shut Donovan Mitchell the hell down and they uh and they they make the ECF after that. Um all right, so next question comes to us from Knight of Cups. Knight of Cups wants to know what Nick are you most excited to see in the playoffs? And are there any you're a little nervous about under the bright spotlight? Okay, we kind of touched on that a little bit, but we'll try to answer differently. Well, is there uh, anyone else that comes to mind when you hear that, Alex? Well, so then I'll just I'll finish <laughs> what what Knight of Cups said. So I have a feeling IQ is going to show out, but I'm worried about Randall letting the moment get to him. So we already talked about that. So we'll mm-hmm. leave Randall out of it. Um, who's we'll start with excited. We'll do positive mm-hmm. then negative this time. Zach, who are you most excited to see in the playoffs this year? Uh, from a from a perspective of like like logic and comfortability, Brunson, because I know that his game is going to be exactly the same as it is in the regular season. We've seen it before. It's going to be really cool to see that for the Knicks, our team. Like I, I mean, I literally don't. It's almost like like kind of like mellow. I mean, which obviously they never really had that much success, but they did beat the Celtics that one year. And it's really cool to just see like a like a technician go off for your team where it's like, wow, this is just the person that's peak of his powers. This is awesome. But I, I do agree on the in like a sentimental sense, it would be quickly for sure. Cause like to see how far this guy's come and, and you know he's gonna he he will not hide from the spotlight. I'm confident of that. He is not nervous. He's going out there, he's gonna have so much fun. Uh it's gonna be exciting to see. Yeah, I think I think quickly is my answer too. I think mostly just because like Brunson, we sort of already know mm-hmm. what's coming. With quickly, I'm sort of excited. Hopefully for him to like if he doesn't end up winning six man of the year, which we'll get to in, in a minute as well with some other questions about some stupid commentators being stupid. Um, but if if he doesn't end up winning six man of the year, I hope this is his like revenge tour to be oh, like that would be fun. Hey, stupid ass voters, like watch me beat up on the guy that you have been griping for the whole week that I wasn't traded for this past yeah. offseason. Do, do you remember the Cam Newton clip where like he's like, oh, you've been watching film? Watch this. Yeah. And then scores a touchdown. It's going to be yeah. quickly like, oh, oh, you've been not voting me six man? Watch this. Yeah. 40 points on your face. Exactly. And I think, I think the other thing that'll be cool with Quick too is he's one guy that I mean, I look back at the stats and like the stats kind of tell this story as well, but maybe, I, maybe I'm not quite remembering the story, but I I seem to remember from two years ago, he just like he didn't make much of an impact no. either in that Hawk series. And I think he's going to be really eager to be like, hey, I'm back in the playoffs now and I'm two years better and I'm a much, much better player now. And I'm ready to show that um, and really give a, you know, a supplementary presence on this team, you know, whether it's yeah. like a tertiary option on offense or secondary or even yeah. primary for various stretches like. 
I think he's ready to show up. I mean, yeah, dude, because listen, the thing with the playoffs is like everything in a certain sense goes out the window, right? Mm-hmm. So what I mean by that is like, okay, he's a six man, but if he starts cooking, he'll play 40 minutes. Like, yeah. I, I guarantee you, if he starts playing like that, Tibbs is going to just let him run because yep. there is there is no matchup problem for him, right? Like, he can guard Garland or maybe even Mitchell. I mean, no one can really guard Mitchell, but maybe you could put him on him as part of, like, a rotating cast, right? So there's no – the rotation is going to be as short as it gets. I mean, it's already pretty short, and they have a lot of good players, but uh, Quick has a unique skill set. And if he starts going off, it's just going to be a wild ride. Yeah. Uh, so as far as player, you're a little nervous. We already mentioned Randall. I'll bring up Barrett. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Of. Yeah. I mean, I don't know who else it could be at this point. I mean, if he keeps – if he can't find his three-point shot, that's kind of a problem. Yeah. Because um, I think he and Grimes are going to be relied on a lot to make open threes in this yep. series. Because, like, Randall and Brunson are going to get a lot of attention – driving in and obviously Mitch isn't gonna uh, gonna space the floor out there so you know that kind of falls onto Grimes and RJ and they're most likely going to get a lot of spot up opportunities if they're yeah. throwing doubles at Julius or throwing doubles at Brunson like one of those two guys is gonna end up open somehow in that like swing scenario around the perimeter and they got to be able to hit them Grimes if this was like a month ago I'd be like I'm kind of worried about Grimes too because he was wildly inconsistent for a bit there yeah. Like he seems to really be hitting like all the shots right now. So yeah, I'm just going to, I'm going to hope. Yeah. I'm going to hope the heater continues, but with RJ, I'm, I'm a little worried that the three point shot is going to come around. That might. Yeah. The, yeah. Cause the thing is when you look at the matchups, like we said, like you're going to put, they're going to put a coral on Brunson. So the question is, where do you hide Mitchell and Garland? And one of those guys is going to be put on RJ and it's going to be like bait, like, is RJ going to – are they going to start posting up RJ? I expect they actually will to start the series because it's the type of thing where you kind of want to try it out. And, like, if RJ comes in dicking them around, maybe he comes out confident. And and that can that can honestly make a pretty big difference to start something off like that. And also kills that matchup, right? Like, oh, you can't hide Garland on him. He's getting cooked every time. Where do you put him? Well, now he's on Grimes, but you bring Grimes into the, and screen for Brunson every single time, like so on and so forth. Um, either way, those two are the he's gonna have a weaker defender on him, maybe the weakest. Um, uh, unclear, I would probably put Mitchell on him, but uh, I, it doesn't really feel great because if it, he's the type of guy where you don't want him forcing it, and he's gonna there's a chance he's like, Oh, I can't believe you're guarding me with this guy, like, I'm, I'm gonna put him in the rim every time and just fucking throws the ball away 17 times, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I'm just hoping the best for RJ. I'm hoping yeah. that he's that he's able to kind of turn it around and prove everything. Yeah, prove everybody wrong, including yeah. us. Like, yeah. But he, he definitely he he worries me the most out of anybody on the team. I think. Uh, we got another question here from Knight of Cups. What would be the funniest place for Trey Young to end up? Obviously, if if the Hawks end up blowing things up. I'm, oh, you know, I thought he meant like a physical location. Oh, no. Well, yes, but via trade, I think, is what he's getting at. Because wasn't there, like, some report about, like, Trey Young is starting to get restless or something, like, with yeah, yeah, yeah or whatever? For sure. So, if he were to end up somewhere, what do you think would be the funniest place? The funniest. Funniest. Uh, I don't know. 
let's talk through this. I feel like Orlando, but that would actually be a good fit in a sense. So like, fuck that. I'm trying have, to turn it into dog shit town. Yeah, I have a, uh, I have a, a pretty heavy front runner. I think, which I think Ooh. would be hilarious. Oh, hit me. Uh, I think Dallas. Imagine. Oh my god. Oh my god. Ooh, that would also be a great narrative too. Yeah. Imagine he gets traded to Dallas. And then eventually is the final straw for why Luca requests a trade out. <laughs> that would be so funny. Uh, well, the only problem is, oh, you know what it would have to be? Wait, could you sign and trade Kyrie for him? Probably. Yeah. Maybe, I think... Okay, sign and trade Kyrie and the pick that they are yes. now getting because we are not Adam Silver. Sign and trade Kyrie and pick 10 oh. for Trey Young and see if Atlanta is willing you to roll with that. Imagine? That would be so funny. Oh my! Like, There's no, 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 no. Is there oh, any other the, option that could be better than that? No, definitely not. Um, and nothing just, would be funnier. It's just the type of thing the Cuban would talk himself into, too. He'd right? be like, "You know what exactly. the solution? You know what the solution is to all of our problems? Less defense. Yeah, we like we, we just haven't gone enough offense. Yeah, like we just need a, a player that passes the ball slightly more than Kyrie Irving." <laughs> but is worse on defense somehow. Right. Let's just do we that. Don't need that. We we already established we don't need that. So we need more score. Yeah, just more scoring. If you just score like 180 points, then the other team couldn't yeah, possibly we, score 182. I mean, it's, you know? it's true. It's that's a fact. So you, do you ever have you ever heard about like I've always wondered, I'm surprised that one of these teams hasn't come up again. But have you ever seen about like the like early 90s nuggets? That had like they literally just decided to like not play defense. And was that like the Alex English? I don't know. They're just putting up absurd numbers that are always in the record books, and it's like, yeah. oh, the highest scoring games ever. It's like them. I don't know if it was still with Alex English there, if it was like just after his time, but either way, yeah, it might have been like the tail end of his career, but they literally were just like, we're gonna only play offense. And never defense. And, like, all of the highest regular season scores in NBA history belong to that team. Wow. And they were, but they were on the losing end of, like, like two-thirds of them because they just didn't play any defense. So they had, like, regulation games getting in the, like, one, in the 160s. It was like an but, all-star game at that point. Right? Yeah, but they were still losing them. I'm like, yeah, this is insane. That's amazing. That's, like, that's like the, the famous Vivek line. Um, oh, Rana, the, the king's guy, not Vivek in our uh, Discord, to be clear, about the four on five, right? Where, like, it, he's like, oh, let's just try playing four on five, and you get a guaranteed bucket if you're going to stop, right? Like, uh, like yeah. uh, I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know if that's going to work. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, that that Mavericks team would definitely, I feel like, if they had Trey Young and Luca. They could they could compete for something. That would also be the most ref baiting bullshit. Oh my god! Um, in a yeah. square mile that we've ever had in existence. Can you imagine the amount of just pure complaining that would oh, come I out of that? Did a, yeah. Well, I I immediately meant that because we had Harden and Chris Paul on the same team like five years ago. So I think that I think Trey Young and Luca would beat them. Yeah. Well, I I do think Trey is the pinnacle of that in a lot yeah. of ways. Like Harden, yeah. at least. He was calculating about it. Not that Trey isn't, but it was all part of like, it, it wasn't just like falling over. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he would actually get fouled going to the yeah. rim. Like, not this like stop short, jump backwards. Harden was also like physically impressive enough yeah. to like 
sell the fact that he was as good of an offensive player as he is. Whereas Trey, it's literally just like you're literally just good at stopping and starting and complaining. Yeah, like that's it. <laughs> good point. That's and it. having shitty hair. Yeah, Don't and having that. shitty hair that yeah. you should just shave off at this point. Yeah. Seriously. Except your head is really <laughs> tiny looking too, so that would also look terrible. He's, I, I need a Photoshop of Trey Young ball. I'm going to send that to ChatGPT. <laughs> ChatGPT, I want an image of Trey Young with no hair. We'll see. Oh, we'll, see how, we'll see how ChatGPT can do. All right, let's move to our next question. This comes to us from Jax365. Uh, actually, I'm going to do this one first. Zach, you you copied these questions in. This one definitely should have been in the first string of questions. Oh, I had no strategy to this. But anyway, so Jax <laughs> asked... <laughs> And said to me, answer on the podcast, but would you blow off the the Strickland or Quickland podcast to go to a bachelor party and eat barbecue? Um, no, but if it was my week next week, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so yes. So yes. What you're saying is yes. My uh, Basically, my answer to that is like, if, if it means getting to do something that's going to bring me happiness uh yes i will skip a podcast from time to time <laughs> i love how the implication of that is that you get zero happiness i get obviously i'm i'm enjoying this i enjoy this but i'm not going to pass up like really good barbecue and getting drunk with my friends alex is eyeing the noose right over his computer screen this entire yeah. time the podcast can wait. <laughs> yeah, there's the news over my computer screen. <laughs> that would be weird uh, no weird. i mean i agree you should yeah skip it and I'll be host. It's fine. It's mental day. mental health and uh, and personal enjoyment are important. And True. We at the Strickland believe that. True. Except for we just will also give shit to you for missing a podcast if you do, like Matt did. Correct. That's the humane way to do it. That's the humane way to do it. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's like shame the person, but also respect that they're Right. Well, something. you let them do it, but then give them shit for it. Exactly. Right? It's, just, it's just balance. It's all. Perfect, perfect strategy. All right. Uh, actual question from Jax365. What should Mr. Dolan do to the people who refuse to vote for Emmanuel quickly as sixth man of the year? Mm. Gulag? I feel like this is an easy answer, Alex. What do you think? What's your easy answer? Uh, murder. Oh, it's <laughs> straight up. <laughs> yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I think, um, I don't know. Is there some way that we can think of this where it could turn into like a a coliseum or like hunger Ooh. games type deal Ooh. where maybe the last person that survives the no they survive that's it <laughs> no no the last person that survives though is required to fill out and submit a ballot with emmanuel quickly as number one okay just okay. to teach them a lesson it's like you should be you should be thankful yeah. that you even have life right now so just vote emmanuel quickly to right. be the sixth man well, of the year the, i love this idea i will say the only flaw is that in order to earn your place in the gladiatorial combat you need to have casted the vote already so it would be more of a symbolic vote but i almost like that better because it's, it's you know it's like uh you've you've literally murdered people as a result of your poor decisions and you're now alive and i want you to repent by writing on this fake ballot that doesn't count Emmanuel quickly. Yeah. I mean, even if it doesn't count, who cares? Exactly. It's it's all about sending a message. That's all the hunger games was right. It was all about sending a message. It wasn't about the free food. Correct. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that was like the whole point of the hunger games. 
Was I don't I clearly do not remember what the Hunger Games. Was. Oh, it's in the title. <laughs> it was. It was like there's like twelve. Oh my god. Oh my god. There's like twelve districts that are increasingly more poor. Like the further out you get from the capital, like the capital is like District One or whatever. Right. Yeah, yeah. And then like all the people around the capital are super rich. Literally, just like pay to have their children turn into killing machines all year so they can win more food. Yeah. And like all the people on the outskirts are providing the food and fucking labor to the people on the inside. So it's, it's all a big capitalist. It was thing. not the most subtle metaphor. <laughs> no, not the most subtle <laughs> metaphor for capitalism ever. But if you could put yeah. a ham fist on a ham fist, that's that the was metaphor. it. That was it. But it was it was enjoyable. It was an enjoyable concept. Yeah, Terrible yeah, ending, enjoyable concept. Were you team uh oh were, which what were the two? It was PETA and what was the other guy? Not like pita um, bread. It was P E T A. No, yeah, pita and and Katniss and um fucking uh, what was the other guy's name? Um, oh, it's escaping me now too. Um, the Liam Hemsworth character, right? Yeah, I, in the movies. That sounds right. Sure. Yeah, I forget what his name was now. Whatever. It's been a while, but anyway, yeah, Hunger Games. That's that's the answer. Just put all the writers in there. <laughs> We've come full circle. Good job. Make them compete for the right to submit a <laughs> fake ballot and just be appreciative of the fact that they're alive and get to vote for Emmanuel quickly, and then they'll always vote for him for the rest of forever. Uh, all right, next question. Comes to us from Duder Adam. You get to control, or you get control of the NBA offseason 2K force trade style. What trades would you make that you think makes sense? What maximum chaos trades would you make? Ooh, that's interesting. All right. What's a trade that you think makes sense that you would make this offseason? Makes sense. Oh, man. I don't know because I really have not been following the, the, like the league at large on a level that I usually do. Um, I feel like maybe break, uh, and also we, it's really hard to say that right now before the playoffs are over, right? Cause yeah. like so much depends on how that goes. You can base some of it. I feel like off of the, the disappointments that have already happened. Yeah. So in that regard, I would say the one like home run to me, I think would be trade Damian Lillard somewhere. Oh yeah. Or like Lando. finally, finally end that. Like finally, Orlando, how fucking dope would that be? I mean, that could be pretty nasty, honestly. Like, you trade like Cole Anthony, like, I don't know what, yeah, Jonathan Isaac, freaking, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, Bull Bull, and like some, like three first round picks or something for Dame, yeah. and then just let him cook, like, still have Markel Fultz off the bench, like, as yep. the, the backup point guard, like. Have Franz and Paolo and Wendell Carter and all those guys. That, that would be a nasty. good team, man. That would be a good team. Yeah, possibly, and uh, also like whoever they would get in the draft this year too, potentially if they use future yeah. picks. Although, well, right. I mean, they'd probably end up trade. I, I don't know. I don't know how much Damian Lillard's worth at this point. To be honest, presumably a fuck ton. But I, I don't know. yes and no. Like he's old. And like, yeah, but Rudy Gobert got five first rounds. <laughs> I know, but that was like, I feel like that that has already almost corrected. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, everyone in the immediate moment was like, "This is He's, not real." Like, this yeah. is like the like the cryptocurrency market at its peak. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, really okay, so this is great, but like something's going on here. We all agree that this is never happening again. Right? Like that would be like saying that the the Nets Celtics trade for KG and Paul Pierce like set the market for years, yeah, which exactly. it didn't. Like everybody immediately was like, that was really stupid, and we're never right. gonna match that. Like, so just leave that at the door yeah, in trade yeah. negotiations. I, mean, I feel like Dame would get at least three picks. 
Sure. But that's different than like five to seven. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Well, and at that point, it's the swaps, right? It's like the yeah. picks and the swaps and your young players. Like, I don't think that's happening. I like agree. three picks, like a few young players and like a swap or something. That would yeah. probably get you. Yeah, yeah. Lillard, which yeah. maybe the Knicks will end up looking at, too. I mean, who knows? Like, I don't know that they should, but it might be something that they look at. Go, go, go uh, Brunson quickly, Lillard. <laughs> Yeah, that would be <laughs> that'd be pretty wild. I mean, yeah, I don't. I would uh, like to do that in two K. Yeah, that would be really fun in two K, where yeah. like defense doesn't matter as much. Well, as I mean, run, this run, is run, a good question. So I guess yeah. uh, yeah. Um, another trade that I think would make sense if I were the Bulls, I would trade Levine. So they just won, by the way. So you know, okay. maybe maybe yeah. on the verge of making a run. I don't. I reacted before, bro. They got the most bullshit three point foul I've ever seen. Then missed two of the three free throws to tie the game. <laughs> Basketball gods are that's real. Um, uh, where would you send them? That's a good question. I don't fully know the answer. Hmm. Um, who, who could use like a wing score or like a I get wing means a guard, a guard score. Um, Honestly, you know where I feel like he would make kind of a good fit although i don't know what package they would put together exactly but like golden state potentially like where they've got such a good infrastructure set up where like if they just get a younger scorer in there that can kind of like shepherd them along sort of like they have a pool already and stuff like that like i don't think he plays the type of style he doesn't i don't think he has those kind of instincts although it's kind of fun to think about because he's that kind of dynamic shooting and scoring threat next to steph would be absolutely ridiculous but kind of what I, I'm I thinking, don't think like, it would be more it would be more entertaining but i don't think they'd be better for it necessarily i guess yeah i mean i guess it's possible they wouldn't but they also i you know i just look at players like levine and i'm like if you could put him somewhere that has enough of a system that it can make up for his defensive shortcomings then right it could be, and I always just I look at Golden State as like the most plug and play. Like Oklahoma team. City. What if you put Levine on OKC yeah. next to SGA? Well, and the thing is too is like Maybe. he he wouldn't command like a primo primo price tag. I don't think. I don't think so either because he's not that good. So like OKC has picks and oh. by the drove that they can send. You like, yeah, like, I mean the question would be defense, of course. Yeah, but that would be a incredible amount of firepower or on the perimeter on one team yeah yeah that would be a pretty killer lineup so that could be fun i mean they've already come up like three times but you could potentially send them to orlando <laughs> i feel like orlando yeah. definitely just needs like a primo scorer yeah like just another like a, one like, please a guard <laughs> yeah like a primo guard, guard scorer yeah. that you can like really yeah. count on so maybe that because they have they have defense in spades to to make up for right Levine, so True. um yeah, I don't know, but the, that's the two main guys that come to mind for me. That I, was I also like, I want to give a special shout out to uh, Rudy Gobert to the Mavs because that would also be hilarious narratively, and uh, would just be that would mean the Knicks would probably get their pick next year because that would improve a lot of their issues, and they would still be bad. So, <laughs> like, they just wouldn't be as bad, right? Yeah. They'd probably make the playoffs. But still yeah, be bad. but like the play in, like it would be just play like play Minnesota right. this year. Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. And yeah. there would be they would fight. It'd be so great. Yeah, well, because I don't think Luca and Gobert like each other, do they? I don't think anyone likes Gobert. To yeah, be that's true. I don't think anyone likes Gobert, but I think that I think that Gobert and Luca had sort of like a little. Oh, I mean, I think there was a little bit of like trash talking all around, yeah, like last year with so that fun. that Jazz and Mavs series. But well, I guess that Luca wasn't really part of that series though, so maybe not. I don't yeah, know. I don't remember. Either way, 
it's uh, I get the feeling they probably wouldn't like each other too much. So yeah, that would be pretty funny. Um, what's a what's a is that your maximum chaos trade? You think maximum chaos? Uh, yeah, that was the other part of the maximum question. chaos. I'm not, so I can just force trades mm-hmm. anywhere. Yeah. Oh my, oh my god, no, there's way more. Oh my god, trade Paul George and Kawhi to the Lakers. <laughs> <laughs> because that the Clippers fans would hate that. With all due respect, I, I honestly I really like the Clippers um in general, but just for chaos, like you kidding me, people would be so fucking bad that it would be the funniest thing in the world. Maximum chaos, if I could just like make salaries match and make shit happen, I would just send everybody then a Knicks, obviously. Oh, well, <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, I figured that goes without saying, but yeah. Like, would that even be fun at that point? I mean, yeah, it would. <laughs> if you could force – here's a good question, though. If you could force – let's just say you're only allowed to make one trade, one two-team trade, so the Knicks and one other team. You, you can force one trade, and you can only get one player. Oh, or yeah. No, sorry. You can get multiple players, but the cap numbers have to work. Oh, who, okay. who would you want to do to get on the, on the Knicks? Ooh, me, me, ooh. So you'd want like ideally a younger player, yeah. Um, on a team with like multiple guys. So immediately kinda, coming to mind is SGA yeah. and Giddy. Ooh, yeah, that would be nice. That would be real nice, and that would be yeah. pretty easy to make work salary wise. Right. I have a similar thought where I would gut Toronto because they have some oh. pretty decent like contract. Like you could get Siakam. Barnes. Scotty Barnes and like OG, and that's only like fifty million that you'd have to make up. Like, you, like what, Fournier and Fournier Rose. Uh, oh my god, I forgot he exists. I think he's. I think Rose Rose still has a team option for next year. You could pick up. Right, you just him pick him up and send them. So See you could do like Fournier Rose and like one other player would get. Wait, that and done. didn't they also loosen the? money matching criteria in the cba i don't i don't think that applies immediately but they're rolling it out they're rolling certain things out yeah i think so i don't know exactly i haven't looked at all those new rules in depth yet but i never will (laughs) i will at some point but (laughs) i will not 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 today not no fucking way i'll rely Um, on all you nerds to tell me (laughs) but yeah i like toronto is actually honestly we've talked about them like five times i'll probably got the magic that's a pretty easy Ooh. one. Okay, you could do that. Oh. So you could use Evan Fournier alone and take like five of their young players. <laughs> like, fucking rude. Yeah. Just be like, okay, we'll take Paolo. We'll take Bull Bull. We'll take Franz. We'll Evan take back home. fucking Cole Anthony. And we'll take, uh, you know, maybe Mark L. Fultz just for good measure and just yeah. take all those guys. But not Jonathan Isaac. He can rot in Florida. Um, yeah. Those are all good options. I don't know. Is there any yeah. other Max Chaos that you could think of? Maybe um, just Luca to the Knicks, I guess. That's kind of boring. Yeah, I think people then, because like at, at some point at this trajectory, people are going to remember like the power the Knicks have, right? Like the power that they've been squandering for 20 years. Mm-hmm. is like uh, people want to win in New York and MSG. And uh, if they if Luca came to the Knicks and shit would start sort of falling into place, I think people would start getting mad. It'd be yeah. so fucking funny. Yeah, it would be. I'm all about it. All right. Uh, let's move to our next question, though. Man, I feel like we get this question once a year. And every time we're like, guys, we just, this, this is not the right question for us. But we'll attempt to answer it anyway. Uh, Knight of Cups wants, 
I'll sure. I, I'll do my best. Uh, Knight of Cups wants to know who's the Knicks Wu Tang equivalents, and why is Tibbs old dirty bastard? Yeah, Tibbs is definitely an old dirty bastard. Yeah, so it makes sense. Yeah, it's right there. there in the name. <laughs> right there in the name. Um, with no context, I mean, I'm so bad at this. I don't. I don't know. I guess it was like a '90s, early 2000s thing. Like just like before we would have been into such a thing, Zach. Like because we're both like we're both ten in 2000, right? We're the same age. Are you? Are you nine? I'm at that time? Oh, you're 91. Okay. Either way, we we're like nine, ten years old, like around 2000, which you know was like kind of like the heyday of Wu Tang, or like during the 90s. So like we weren't really up on like their personalities and shit. I enjoy Wu Tang music some, but everybody's always like, "Oh, which one's your favorite?" Like of the Wu Tang, I'm like, I don't <laughs> "Fucking care." Yeah, like, I don't know anything. Man. I think my favorite is probably Ghostface Killer, to be honest. Like, that's because one... of his. But you're talking because of his music, right? Yeah, like like right. I I like a lot of like Ghostface Killers like solo songs solo stuff yeah and i like his verses on wu-tang songs so yeah right. i'll go with ghostface which so i'm gonna give iq ghostface because he's my favorite and iq is probably like my favorite dude on the team right now mm-hmm. um i made julius and brunson the rizza and the jizza because why not uh <laughs> take your pick as to who's who um rj could be method man because sure why not uh master <laughs> Master Killick. I'm, I'm mad about that one. Are you actually? <laughs> I mean, not really. I'm giving you shit. I don't know. Okay. I don't know who RJ is. Which I mean, one? I like Beth the band. I like RJ too. So. I guess whichever one of them is like overrated by people who like 20 points per game. Yeah. You know, I, mean, I don't, I don't know. know what Wu Tang member that. Method Man had like a like a sitcom at one point, so that's sort of like a, a sellout. Sitcom. He had a fucking movie. How high? Yeah, he had a movie and a sitcom and all kinds of shit. So, um, sitcom really? Yeah, it was like Method and Red. It was like him and Redman. Meth and Redman had a sitcom. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) bro. Their agent was doing work, putting up triple (laughs) definitely. That's crazy. Um, so Master Killer Mitch, I. Is that a good one? I don't know. I don't even the, know that was a member of Wu Tang. I feel like the last time that this came up, Schwinn said I was you God, and I think he meant that as an insult. I don't <laughs> <laughs> I don't fucking get it as usual. Uh so Grimes is you god, I don't know. Um and inspect the deck uh, is deuce. I don't I I literally wrote in the document, I don't fucking know. I don't know. <laughs> they both have D's in the name. So. Yeah, they both do have Deuce. Oh, there you go. Deuce and Deck. Inspect a Deuce. Yeah, it's uh, perfect. All right. Yeah, so that's that's that. All right. I hope that was a satisfying answer. Uh, <laughs> next one, speaking of Schwinn, comes from Schwinn, and Schwinn wants to know, how much of a penis is Greg Anthony? Extremely. Extreme penis. All <laughs> Big-time penis. Like a yeah. mega penis. Mega penis, yeah. Um like a bad penis bad penis not a good yeah. penis yeah, yeah. Not a good penis. um penis. yeah because he greg anthony decided to go on this crusade today on twitter talking about how emmanuel quickly can't possibly be six man of the year because he started too many games and yet then was like that's why bobby portis is second on my ballot and then people were like but bobby portis started more of his games and had <laughs> less games total true? off the bench is that like, true yeah, That's Bobby Porter started like 22 games this year and quickly oh. I think started 20. Oh my god. And people dude. But then, you know, yeah, cuz people are just making up shit on the fly to try to discredit a Nick player cuz they don't yeah, want to like, give a Nick what, player an award. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, so Greg Anthony is a penis. 
Um, but that's a good opportunity to go to the next question, which is a little more in depth. Uh, D Goodman True Blue wants to know, in light of Greg Anthony being a total asshole slash penis, uh, who is the most despicable ex Nick? Greg Anthony uh, might have won the title today, but can you think of another more despicable ex Nick? Uh, I mean, if if we're talking member of the Knicks organization as a whole, Isaiah Thomas wins. Oh yeah, oh yeah, that well, ex Nick, but he wasn't ever a player, okay. so I don't think that counts. I think yeah. I think it has to be a player. It's a good, good loophole. Good loophole. Um, um, I don't know who sucks. Charles Oakley kind of sucks these days. Yeah, I was kind of. He sucks. Yeah, like he's just annoying. He's trying so hard to stay relevant by basically being like, James Dolan is mean to me. Like, meh. Like, stop. You know, James Dolan is being too mean. Southern baby. Yeah, it's like, bro, stop being a baby. Um. What else? It seems like they're to their credit, like most of these guys seem okay. Or yeah, very good at covering it up. Yeah, the problem is like even a lot of the worst, the the Knicks from the worst teams, like were still endearing because you just like grow to love them because the team is so shit. Um you're literally describing Stockholm syndrome. Yeah. Are any of the are any of the two thousands Knicks like really terrible? I I did not have a fortune of really watching basketball back then yeah yeah i think that's i don't know i guess that's it i i think i i think greg anthony really came oh mark jackson mark jackson he's a despicable ex oh, I hate yeah. Him. yeah i almost forgot about him yeah. i'm glad, oh, I, I'm glad that just came to me nice. yeah yeah mark jackson he sucks um so yeah that's that's another good one i don't know take your pick as far as which one's the worst but I, I might go Mark Jackson. That was that was he came on strong right at the end. I think he might be. Yeah. Right I'll never forget like that Festus Azili story. Yeah. He's fucking crying. Like oh man. Oh, all all of those stories. All those stories. Oh, I have I have what is apparently the most famous Mark Jackson hate thread on Twitter in history. Really? Yeah. I everyone's I, literally like uh, every time that Mark Jackson's name comes up in trade rumors i always know it because randomly i'll get like 20 or not trade rumors i say that to be signed whatever you know what i mean like rumors uh anytime he comes up in rumors i get like 20 notifications of people being like read this thread mark jackson sucks ass oh (laughs) people really like save this forever yeah because i did this whole long thread about all of the transgressions of mark jackson it made a lot of people very angry like all these people being like He's got a family, man. Like, he's just trying to feed his family. Like, why are you disparaging him? I'm like, I'm just bringing up things that he himself did, and he's a huge piece of shit. So, sucks to be him. Sucks to <laughs> anyway. suck. Yeah, sucks to suck. Anyway, all right, next question. Another one from Knight of Cups. If an expansion team came into the league and the Knicks could only protect four players, who do they keep and who do they risk losing? Ooh, that's a good question. Yeah. Yeah, who's your four expansion protect players? Uh, I honestly, hmm, I think, uh, am I forgetting someone? I think it's pretty straightforward. Uh, Brunson, Randall, I know people don't want to hear that, but it's reality. Grimes, quickly. Yeah, I think that's probably my answer, too. Right. It, it would be painful to potentially throw RJ up on the block like that. Yeah. And Mitch, for that matter. And, and um, Josh Hart, even. Yeah, and Josh Hart. 
Now, granted, you can only lose you can only lose one player in a one in a one team expansion draft. So, like, you know, you'd have to just kind of brace yourself for the possibility of losing any of those players. Yeah, but like, if you if you lost RJ there, I guess the selling point is like he is set to make a lot of money. If you're not sold on him being like a true superstar, then maybe you just a lot of cap space. Yeah, you say, hey, that's a lot of cap space. We just freed up. And even though you're losing a player that was like your highest draft pick since Ewing, and he broke the Charlie Workers, it's fine. It's all yeah. broken. So yeah, I think I think I'm with you on that that expansion list though, because because like quickly in Grimes as of right this second, if we were assuming this happens like this off season, are extra affordable as well. So like yeah. their production combined with their affordability makes them more indispensable, I think, than RJ. Yeah. I, what, what if you change it to three? You you have to let Randall go, right? No, I I think at that point you Grimes. throw Grimes out there. Yeah, Man, I mean I'm, Randall was a legitimate All NBA player this year. I know, like, I, and I'm a big Randall guy relative to basically everyone. And, but I, I but dude, like watching Grimes sometimes, it's like. There is not a whole lot holding this guy back from being like an actual stud in a few years. Yeah, but consider though that in a league where there are guys with contracts that are going to pay them in excess of like sixty million dollars. Yeah, Randall and Brunson are both on contracts for twenty five. That's like Like, when you put it like that, it's kind of fucking ridiculous. Like you get Randall and Brunson for the same price as Bradley Beal or like Damian Lillard. Yeah. Like one Damian Lillard. Oh, you're kidding. Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> one Damian Lillard is two. Is Julius Randle and, and two Jim players Brunson. better than him? Ooh, hot take. Let's go. <laughs> Jim, saying Brunson is better definitely not a hot take. I don't think. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I, I mean, listen, I'm, I'm just putting it out there. I'm just yeah. I'll just throw it into the void and let everyone react. Let's Especially see. for the money. Like, yeah. I don't think it's a hot take anymore. Two Jalen Brunsons or one Damian Lillard. Definitely two Jalen Brunson. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I think I think that's our answer. I think I think yeah. that's pretty cut and dry. Uh, another question from Knight of Cups, and we're almost done. This is almost it. Uh, wow. This is one of our fastest mail dot bags ever. This is what we get for not having Matt here to clog things up with all of his nonsense. <laughs> clearly, just with his, with his just he's just farting into the mic. Yeah, just just verbal diarrhea this whole time. Uh, all right, another question from Knight of Cups. The NHL will occasionally have matches in weird open-air locations. What would be a fun, non-traditional location to have a Knicks game? I love this question. Like, yeah, I've, thought, I've thought about this. I feel like the NBA should do this like as a preseason thing. Yeah, it, just Hell do like yeah. one one game outdoors. Don't make it a real game because that's that's messed up. Like you yeah. don't want to you don't want to screw things up like that. Like you can't have variables like that because uh, basketball is, I would say, way more than like the NHL affected by like a strong gust of wind oh, for sure. or something. For and it's sure. not something you normally deal with. Um, but like a preseason game would be really fun. The obvious answer is Rucker Park, right? That's oh my god, that would be actually that'd be really cool. Yeah. Or just like any of the like like Dykeman Rucker like yeah any of the like iconic like street right. ball courts that's what you got to do as far as the Knicks are concerned yeah I feel yeah. like it would also isn't the, is there a college game on aircraft carrier am I remembering this correctly is there that something has on happened the aircraft carrier yeah they I don't, know if they, 
I don't know if they do that every year, but I know for sure they did that the one year. Cause yeah, I, I feel like I've seen that and that yeah. stuck in my memory as being super cool. So that would be cool to see. And there's the aircraft carriers like docked in New York city. Yeah, like, exactly. Exactly. Like, you just played on the deck of the fucking intrepid. Like what? Yeah. yeah let's go. That would be pretty sick. Um, I mean, if, like if I'm you sure could you could fit it on the roof of a building somewhere. Bro, set up a court. You know that new building um, in uh, – oh, God. Um, I'm need you to be more specific, Alex. The, the, the new building with the see-through deck on it, the edge or whatever it's called. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Set up I, a court on top of that shit? That would be wild. <laughs> oh, my God. Can you imagine? <laughs> that, would be, that would be funny. That and then it's just funny. like – Oh God, Josh Hart diving for a loose ball. Oh no, he's over there. Although he panicked and thought he was going to fall to his death. Oh yeah. No, no. I mean like I mean like they're not looking through the floor, like literally it's just the edge of the building. Oh, it's you're, just you're like talking oh, about shit. the NBA players to their death. Is yeah. that what you're saying? You're saying literally not not a see-through floor where they think they're going to die. No, that's like, the funny part. The funny like, part is them. Diving for the loose ball and going off the edge of a skyscraper. Yes. Okay. I just wanted to clarify. Make with sure this, we're on the same page. Look, it's dark comedy, all right? It's the end of the show. So this is what we do. Which Nick would you most like to jump on? No, I'm kidding. Everyone knows the answer is Trevor Keels. Anyway. Oh, no. Sorry. I'm kidding. I, it's just a joke. I'm sorry, Trevor. I know it's getting wrong. I, is, is you're the last, first guy on the end of the bench I can think. Of. I don't even know who the other like like human victory cigars are. Evan Fournier. <laughs> it's, it's true. And you get yeah. your cat. You get your cat face back that way. <laughs> <laughs> it's in the new CBA. It's like the amnesty clause. <laughs> if your player falls off the edge of the edge building, you get all the cat money. Back. You get all your cat face back. <laughs> Leon would be out there like, oh, this banana peel ended up right next to Evan. <laughs> oh, no, what? Evan. Oh, this banana peel and a bunch of marbles. What <laughs> That's crazy. Who did that? Wow. <laughs> oh, we'll make sure that doesn't happen again. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, in no way does the Strickland endorse the death of Evan Fournier <laughs> by falling off a building. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Uh, we got one last question that's still... I will, it will never not confuse me because I just don't understand it. And yet Stingy <laughs> asks it all the time. Um, Stingy wants to know, you got any gum? No. Not on me at the moment. Sorry. Not, on me. not even in my home, which is not good. I have some in my home. Yeah, I'm a, I am like gum. Um, um, I should also immediately clarify that I do not own a home. This is an apartment <laughs> that I don't own. Um, but I don't have any gum here. This is a condo that I do own, and there's gum in it. Maybe that's the difference. Excuse me. <laughs> oh, they're fucking fancy over here. I know. They should have gum here. That's bad. You never know if, like, you're, you know, you know your breast smells. And you don't want to be like, oh, let me go brush my teeth. Mm-hmm. Food killer. You know, Just like, pop yeah, some gum pop in. Yeah. Gum. yeah, yeah. Very stingy. Yeah, he just inspired you to live a better life. Yeah, exactly. Potentially saved me some big trouble. There you go. All right. Well, this is it. We just came in like just over an hour. What a day. <sighs> yeah. Not a ton of questions, surprisingly. Look at us. Look at us. Which is fine. I'm sure in like two weeks there will be plenty more questions. Yeah. So till next time. What do we want to trade Julius Ramble for? 
Uh, yeah. Oh my God. It's yeah. coming. Get can't, ready. Can't wait for more off-season questions. Dude, yeah. About it's where... been like, wow. Look, we had like a full six months of none of that. Last off-season, it was literally just like <laughs> every single episode was like, "What would you trade Julius Randall for? What's the most you would trade Julius Randall for? What's the least you would trade Julius What's Randall like for? The median that you would trade. What's Julius the median Randall you would trade Julius Randall for? Would you just cut Julius Randall? Can the would Knicks just cut Julius Randall? Yeah, would you throw Julius Randle off the edge to be free of his contract? <laughs> That'll be this year's question. Yes, yeah, someone. Someone anyway, do it because that'd be funny. That would be pretty right. funny if someone does that. That's proof that they listen to the whole podcast. <laughs> that's, that's pretty solid. So, <laughs> which was not as much of an endeavor this time as last time because again, this went this went uh, shorter than usual. Um. All right. So Matt's not here to look up the episode numbers. So I forget what episode we're on. It's something like seventy something. I think so. And we're on odd numbers again. So even though we got robbed of episode 69, we will get episode 169 when we get there oh. in like four years. Um, yeah. Anyway, thank you all for listening to Nick's Mail.Bag. And we'll be back in a couple weeks, presumably. Uh, and next week will be uh, Drew Doug Steele and maybe Dallas Miko. So keep tuned for that. But until next time, thank you all for listening. And we'll talk to you soon. Peace out. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.